0: not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
1: The day the gaming hipster graced your podcatcher was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday.
2: should start just because neil's like we should start
3: oh sorry sorry neil <laughs>
2: yeah i didn't want to interrupt the conversation but i just
1: thought i'd throw in that uh yeah neil's staring at the
2: internet tapping. <laughs> we were bonding neil jawed. i know
1: i know but anyway <laughs> hey everybody welcome out to another gaming hipster podcast at raving com and also geekcastradio.com and today i have a full
2: house i've got uh Mike the Birdman, how you doing? I am doing fine. It is a great time to be here talking about one of my all-time favorite things, video games and movies. I'm excited to talk about this wonderful experience.
1: Two great things that uh, almost sometimes go great together. And uh, with us as well is uh, JT from Saskatoon.
4: Good evening. Death to you, Ebol. <laughs>
1: And before we get too much farther, I, I should plug uh, uh because I almost forgot to do that. Sorry. And uh, finally, we have uh, Pablo Preno, my uh, my buddy, who uh, we did some comics together a while ago.
3: Yes, we did. And I hope we'll keep making more eventually. When's yeah. that yeah. swimsuit special coming out, by the way?
1: It's coming out soon. I, it's part of the holiday special. I just kind of put it off. But anyway... <laughs> So yeah, we're here to talk about uh, our favorite, maybe least favorite, (laughs) video game based (laughs) movies. And this is either going to be a great episode or a train wreck. I don't know which, but uh, because I didn't plan this out very well, but I'll just kind of start and say uh, the Street Fighter movie.
3: uh, Uh Which uh, Which
4: Street Fighter movie? Because there are yeah, that's
3: the thing. I I actually came with one in particular, (laughs) the only one, the the wrong Julia one. which oh, okay. is
1: uh, a movie that I initially thought was terrible. And then I realized years later, wait, this is the greatest comedy ever.
3: I, I sort of had like a, a whole uh, 360 turn on it because I saw it as a, uh, quite young. Uh, and I recall going like, oh, I'm going to see this, this game I love, but it's a movie. And then I saw the movie and was like, oh, that's from the game. That's from the game. That's from the game. I don't know why they did the whole the rest wrong, but at least that was from the game. And so it was like, oh that that scene was cool, that scene was cool. And Bison of course was excellent. Role Julia as bison. Uh the rest is soul. But then it was like I I went to to this growing up phase when, oh everything sucks. And that movie sucks balls. Like, why can't they get it right? And then I sort of ended up again on that. Wait, this is actually good. Why was I bitching about it? (laughs) This is fun. It's a fun movie. I can't say that about a lot of other movies.
4: Oh, yeah. There is so much more right with that movie than it has any right to be. And this is the weird thing. You guys, how I first came into contact with this movie was a radio ad. I was listening to GX ninety four, which is this country AM country radio station broadcast in my area where I grew up, out in the farm country. And this one, the Christmas nineteen ninety four, around the time the movie first came out, for some reason, every time they went to commercial break, they would play the trail, the audio from the trailer over the radio.
3: Oh, they did something like that here as well. Yeah, but the first time I, I saw this was on a magazine called Top Kids. That was based on, on a TV show about gaming and kids' pop culture. And they actually were like Mortal Kombat based. And every time they uh, took out the magazine, they, it would come with uh, an action figure for a Mortal Kombat character that was actually made out of uh, Rambo, the Force of Freedom repurposed uh, toy parts because they had like a local version here in Argentina. And the thing was that that meant you can actually have Mortal Kombat toys that are in exact scale with Rambo toys. So we did the DLC Mortal Kombat in 11 expansion pack battles before they came here. Wow.
2: That's wild, Um, man.
3: And Um, that's the magazine where the ad came out, and they actually did a special on the Street Fighter movie, and they did um, a guile action figure, that looked like ass, because it wasn't made from the Mortal Kombat or Rambo figure parts. It was done like a sculpt, but it was like an amateur sculpt. And the, as a material, they use like, uh, you know, that foam for repairs they do on on the houses. I don't know what's called, styrofoam, maybe? Well, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's how I found out. But tell us more about the what happened after you got to see it. <laughs>
4: I remember when I first saw this movie, it was about, uh, it would be the summer of ninety, spring summer of 95. So, like, the following year, we'd go to visit my grandma in Saskatoon. My mom and my grandma go to, like, visit an aunt and uncle in town. My dad's looking after me and my two younger brothers. And we he rented two movies from the corner store. One was Street Fighter, but the one we watched first was Highlander 3. It was the first movie that I ever saw that had boobs in it that my dad didn't tell me to avert my gaze. Plus, it was (laughs) Highlander, and we both loved that show. But no, we got into this movie, and and this was like the dawning of I like this, I hate that, I hate that, I love this. Andrew Banarski is a fucking god. He is literally the best cast outside of Raw Julia. Uh, Zangief is the best cast character in this movie. Because he is perfect. Perfect.
3: We get paid? (laughs) He makes work a very stupid uh, guy on the movie. with the whole, you know, uh, the top up that's only halfway there. Yeah. He he sells that thing. (laughs) Yeah.
4: It's a very stupid guy. This is one of those things, like, I've been playing the game for a while at this point, like Street Fighter 2 and Super Super Street Fighter 2 and Turbo and all that. And, and, And it's like, why is DJ a bad guy? Why isn't oh. T-Hawk built like a Brit shit house? Balrog's a bad guy,
3: you know. That, that's, a, that's an interesting thing is that when they did the animation series that came afterwards, they swapped places with uh, DJ and Balrog. Yeah. they they literally fill their exact roles in the series.
4: And, so but weird. They still try to tie it into the events of the movie, which was weird. Uh, mm-hmm. but I, I wanna ask you, uh Mr. Birdman, who who's your favorite character in this movie? And you can't say Bison because everybody loves Bison.
2: <laughs> I I am a huge Jean Claude Van Dam fan. Like I've been following I, the first movie I think I saw with Van Dam was probably U, uh, Universal Soldier back in ninety two. I think it was. Um, and I love movies like Time Cop and Blood Sport and Cyborg and all that shit. Now, I did anybody here see this movie in theaters?
3: I no. did in a very very small theater. I, it was like a 30 people capacity theater with my best friend uh, from my childhood. And we were like five people at that cinema. It was a very small screen as well. And the odd thing, well, I did, uh, we saw it in Spanish and that's uh, most of the movies we got here and we got to watch as kids here were dubbed. So I never knew about Jean-Claude Van Damme's accent. So, uh, I know. People watching it in in, in English, uh, of course, noticed it. Uh, so it ha- for us, like, oh, yeah, Jean-Claude and Damascal, Yeah, he's American as fuck. You know, when he flexes his muscle and the American flag is on his tattoo arm, that's like, yeah, go oh, America, you know.
1: <laughs> we didn't get to see the irony in it. Little did you know it was this Belgian man.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: When I saw this movie, I saw this movie the day it came out because this was the Christmas of 94, I think, but I know this movie came out at at Christmas time. So I came from a hometown of about 20,000 people. We had a three screen cinema. It was own sound cinemas three at that time. We hadn't become own sound cinemas five yet. And I thought this was going to be big. I thought it was going to be awesome. So I begged my dad to drive me into town because I lived about 15 minutes away in a little small little village. So I drove there. He dropped me off and I was expecting a full house. i say, who doesn't love fucking Street Fighter? This is going to be awesome. (laughs) I was one of three people. And I remember this because I was probably how old would I have been? I was under 15 either way. And I remember throwing up the what the fuck hands multiple times in the theater out loud. And I didn't realize this would become a reoccurring theme in my life where I'd be like, (laughs) what the fuck are you doing? And I got so angry and animated during this. And it's just me and three people. So I can just imagine them staring at this fat kid getting very angry at this particular movie. Um, Yeah. I, (laughs) I, and I didn't come around until much, much later Realizing how much I love this movie And it's because of one particular speech Obviously, it's the big guile speech When, was, when he's like, I'm going to get on my boat But there's the way he says this phrase I love it He's like, that's son of a bitch bison It's just the way he draws that out I'm Like, yes <laughs> Well, that's Jeff's
4: not even kid. the best part of the speech no who wants to go home and who wants to go with me and everyone loses their shit I even fist pumped in my grandma's living or my dad literally I remember my dad looking at me like it's a fucking movie
1: son <laughs> his ability to be obviously non-American is way better than even Schwarzenegger he's like I'm gonna go up the river and kick that son of a bitch Bison's ass so hard you know, it's like no American would say it like that. <laughs>
4: but you gotta remember and, and I mean we, we gotta get on to another movie eventually, but yeah, you gotta remember this is a point in his life where Van Damme had like a ten grand a week coke habit.
2: Yeah, so it was bad. A
4: performance.
3: And he was dating Kylie Minogue as well.
4: Well he was married at the time too. He was on yep. his like fourth marriage, and but it's Kylie oh, McNogue, like of course you're gonna take a shot at
1: that. Well, have you seen her doing the? Have you seen Kylie Minogue doing the 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 work for the game? Oh my God, they got her oiled up, and
3: oh my God. Okay, Neil, 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 calm uh, oh, down. So yeah, I I I gotta respect. I gotta respect the uh what's the, the dedication they had to kami's legs in the video game because we didn't get that in the movie. Which, of course, made sense in the movie, but still.
1: I knew they weren't going to do that.
3: By the way, uh, check the text channel for pictures of the Top Kids magazine and toys.
4: <laughs> I, remember, I I never saw stuff like that, but I remember when they had the uh, three and three quarter Street Fighter line that was like, apparently G.I. Joe or Street Fighter was like a subdivision within G.I. Joe that fought against the forces of Shadaloo, which was subservient to Cobra.
3: Well, that uh, sort of came at exact same time in the Top Kids magazine ads, so uh, I was entirely convinced that this whole Street Fighter gun military thing was uh, a whole organized push, as in movie, TV series, and toys, and they were all doing the same thing. I never yeah. found out about the Mortal Kombat G.I. Joe figures, which uh, apparently exist as well. Uh, But I certainly prefer the Street Fighter toys or that. By the way, they also uh, reuse the molds for the uh, Street Fighter Action Fierce G.I. Joe uh, in Argentina as an alternate uh, nondescript (laughs) military line, uh, which I, of course, will find pictures for that. But keep going with your thing.
4: (laughs) Well, and, and like I said, I came with, on my list, I had two Street Fighters, and the other is Street Fighter Two: the animated movie.
2: I remember renting that from Blockbuster. Again, small town Ontario, not exactly a huge fucking anime section, and I'd seen very little uh, anime at that point. I'd seen Akira and Lensman and Vampire Hunter D. So they randomly had Street Fighter, the movie, But it was the uncensored version. So the one with the shower scene with Chun-Li. God, I hope we don't sound creepy. Um, And that's the first time I remember seeing real animated boobs. Um, Because it was something so alien to me. I didn't realize you could do this and, you know, not get in trouble for it. Um, But I remember liking it a hell of a lot more than I should have. Just because it was so cool to see characters that I'd played in the video game for so long be, in my opinion, fairly well represented. Like, I'm disappointed that uh my one of my mains, I always play uh, Cammy and Ryu. I'm really surprised Cammy didn't get more screen him screen time other than just running up and snapping a guy's neck. But it was the movie cool. How and she did then it.
3: gets killed off of screen. They go no, like, he, oh. Cammy should uh, get killed. Yeah, yo, Sagat, go kill Cammy. And that's the last thing we ever hear of her. Yeah. And she's in every fucking poster for that movie. Well, yeah, because she's Cammy. <laughs> yeah, of course. sell. Uh But then again, um, the weird thing here is the VHS I rented for the movie uh was somehow colored uh, tinted blue. Or green they it just it was like off colored I don't know why uh and not until I saw it on TV that I got to see it in real colors up up to then I, I was convinced that the movie was blue for some weird reason because I got it on every different video club I could get it any any rental and Every copy here in Uruguay was tinted blue. I don't know why.
4: I the the video copy I saw it on had like this weird green tinge to it. And this is the one that I think this is like the first full-on anime film I ever saw. It made me fall in love so much with Street Fighter because, like, as much as I love Mortal Kombat, I kind of love Street Fighter more because it's a little more "quote unquote" light compared to well, the death and carnage that is in MK. But, no, it's just something about these characters, this game, is this giant jacked-up super-Nazi with a Muay Thai kickboxer with one eye, this bunch-drunk boxer, and this Spaniard with, like, a dragon tattoo and this one set of Wolverine claws are trying to take over the world because reasons.
1: It really defies itself to be put into a story. You really can't do it. I think that's going to be a theme with all these movies. It's just yeah. Well, Street Fighter is just way too busy. Each, each character has their own plot, and so when you try to like mash them all together into one movie, it doesn't really work.
0: Y'all you, yeah. you always
1: have to default to either Ryu or, or or I'm sorry Ryu or Guile or like one one of those two, and then everyone else just kind of gets fucked off to the side.
2: There was a thing I watched on YouTube a couple of weeks ago, and I think during it, they say the script for this movie, I think the guy who directed this was Steven D'Souza, and he wrote he wrote this movie under in like a weekend, and that was the only way he was able to direct this movie, is like, if you can do it in such and such a time you can do it and evidently the capcom executives were like yeah sure that that sounds cool they were wrong you're talking about the live action movie again mike oh no no i'm sorry you're right i blanked no um to talk about the animated movie um again for a second there i am surprised how enduring this movie is for the simple fact that it is available on so many streaming services this movie is not hard to find i think it's even available for free across one or two ones right now. I think it's on Tubi. I want to say, or it's on Retro Crush. It's on one of them.
1: Um, I got it on a PlayStation Two disc. I have a, I have the Street Fighter Collection. You can play like all the Street Fighter Two games, and then like in the options, you can watch the movie for some reason. <laughs>
4: yeah, and at the time, I thought this was tied into because there's the Street Fighter Two V anime series that came out. I think just before or just after this film was released if you look back at the timeline i thought this was part of it and this is one of those things like it clearly isn't
3: oh but... you want to to have Sorry. that weirder even though because uh here they aired the street fighter cartoon series uh and then the anime series from street fighter 2b like in a row in the same time slot so i was That's confused yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, again, uh, this is another example, because people always say, like, oh, yeah, the uh, the Americans fuck up every Japanese property. The mm-hmm. Japanese should do it well and better. And here we have two clear examples of two Japanese productions that take very different approaches to their source material. Uh, I love the movie, and it's also a very uh, high production value in many aspects. but. Yeah. The, the Street Fighter 2B series, uh, it was, uh, until the very last episodes, near unrecognizable.
4: Yeah, like, Ryu never has his head bent, and a lot of the motivations of the different characters just don't seem to jibe with what's been established in the, again, finger quotes, continuity of the games. The, the anime, like, Street Fighter 2, the movie... Also, it was one of the first movies that has like this the end question mark sort of ending where Ryu's gone walkabout like Kane and Kung Fu, and all of a sudden Bison is back and he's going to try and run him over with this semi, and Ryu leaps at it like he's about to throw a Shoryuken at it. I forgot about that, and I was just like, I don't care how it really ends because we all know Ryu's going to punch the hell out of that truck, which may or may not have been a reference to the that.
0: not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
4: Which I never understood what the point of that was.
1: Well, somebody parked there illegally, obviously.
4: Well, okay, well, will show you disrespect traffic laws <laughs> uh
1: for um, me i i saw unfortunately i saw that movie after uh project echo i i love the fight scene of project echo so you go from that to street fighter and it's like and eh, it's okay the cami scene's awesome but unfortunately it's like right at the beginning of the movie
4: And i mean it's not the last street fighter i mean you have the street fighter legacy a fan film from a few years ago which starred uh God, I think his name is John Liu he he played the Jackie Chan role in that awful Rush Hour TV series and uh, oh my god, my god a, I
2: forgot that existed
4: yeah I'm sorry for giving you guys nightmares I must apologize <laughs> uh, and he played Ryu in that and that led to the Street Fighter Assassin's Fist web series which I absolutely love Like it, it is for like pretty well being a fan production of of a sort because the two guys that play Ryu and Ken, like they're just huge street fighter fanatics I've read and they just put their heart and soul into it. And that led into the sequel, which I forget what it's, I think it's called resurrection and it involves uh, Charlie, not the uh, discount store fright wig, Blanca Charlie from the Van Damme <laughs> movie, but the proper Charlie from the video game series who. Comes back and he's like this cyb Frankenstein cyborg who's like trying to copy fighters' prowess or kidnap them for some organization. I know has anyone seen those two?
3: Uh, I haven't seen the movie yet, but yeah, I do know about the the projects. Um, they're actually on Amazon Prime Video.
4: Oh yeah, so I saw.
3: that got a nice high profile then.
4: Yeah, no, I I, I saw them in parts on YouTube uh and i keep like what what is like what are some movies on your guys list because i keep reading off of mine and
2: um one of the ones i'd like to talk about and it's a fairly kind of recent one and i think it's a bit of a softball one but we don't have to spend a whole lot of time for it is detective pikachu and the big the big debate, at least in my opinion, of the last couple of years, what's the best video game movie? And I think it comes down between Sonic the Hedgehog and Detective Pikachu. I think Detective Pikachu proved that if you put money and the right people who give a shit about a project behind it, it can be successful. Um, I was like, I don't know, like like I'm even still having this internal debate as we have this conversation, which movie do I like better? Sonic or Pikachu. Pikachu, I've got more of a connection to, because I still remember lining up uh, to go see uh, Pokemon, the first movie when it came out in late 1999. Um, I was in high school at that time. My girlfriend looked at me really fucking strangely. Um, but I remember having a fantastic time with it. Um, Detective Pikachu, um, I didn't think it would work. Mind you, seeing the trailers that were cut together for it because they were all cg but i remember when i saw psyduck and having him kind of dance and was a little I'm like okay that's pretty funny but the thing that sold me on that was the trailer that had it cut to bonnie tyler's holding out for a hero and i'm so disappointed that (laughs) that the marketing team or the editors didn't think to use that song actually in the movie because the way that trailer's cut is Beautiful and pitch perfect. You could not have cut together a better trailer that sold what that movie was about than the only other trailer that I think that was just as good, but it was was unfortunately very misleading, was the Suicide Squad trailer. Really fantastic trailer, great music choice, and it sold the movie. That movie sucked. Detective Pikachu did amazing.
3: The trailer actually uh, fucked up the movie in Suicide Squad because uh, it was... Such a good trailer, but also so not really aligned with the content of the film that they had the guys who edited the trailer edit re-edit the movie, and the director had to re-edit his cut as well. And they sort of found like a middle ground. Uh, so the movie is is Charlie. There, it's this Frankenstein that uh, tries to copy another style that isn't his. <laughs> And that's exactly work. Um, But, yeah, um, when it comes to uh, Detective Ketchup versus Sonic the Hedgehog, um, they're very different movies, but also very similar. Because, you know, they're both, you know, body cop movies (laughs) somehow. (laughs) Uh, And also like road movies at some point uh and it's also this guy with CGI sidekick uh with banter coming and going uh i think my thing with this is that uh i never uh i never played detective pikachu so this whole talking to pikachu thing felt a bit off to me i love the movie i love the the way it's executed um but it's like that's not my pikachu <laughs> But uh, it was a a very wise move. It was a smart choice. I'm amazed we're not seeing more Pokemon movies at this moment.
2: Yeah, like I'm surprised it took this long, but I think the technology had to come to a certain point. I mean, one of the great things I liked about Detective Pikachu is it's not just, here's the greatest hits of Gen 1. They throw in enough Mm. new Pokemon from the later things like, oh, hey, that's an... A apom here is a not a Growlithe. um whatever the hell the detectives pug like pokemon is um ah, yeah, stuff
1: they're, they're. snubble yeah
2: yeah growlith? Some. no it's not a gen one it's like uh i think it's like from crystal or something i don't know i tapped out after po- pokemon yellow um but yeah i mean it 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 did everything that it it needed to it played the hits we got mew as the main bad guy and people wanted that it worked fairly well saw it the hedgehog works on a different level because you don't need hardcore knowledge of the franchise i think detective pikachu appealed to hardcore fans and fans of the franchise whereas sonic is more general appeal plus you have the advantage of jim carrey as a wonderful mm-hmm. robotnik, and you also have um Cyclops, who is surprisingly entertaining in it, um, yeah. it worked. Like I was surprised how well Sonic worked, and just gotta send this shout out. That soundtrack for Sant the Hedgehog has, I think, I I don't I can't remember the name of the artist, but if you go on Spotify and look at the soundtrack, and I think it's called "Run." Yeah, Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, that song is goddamn catchy. Like, I am really ah. surprised it wasn't used in the advertisement.
3: If we want to talk about uh, misleading advertisement or at least uh, misguided uh, art direction, you know, Sunday the Hedgehog is a perfect example. Gangsters Paradise, anyone? Yeah, yeah, I'm that crazy. was a
4: weird choice. Yeah, I, I realize we're tra- they're trying to go back to the '90s, but you're trying to go back to the '90s too hard. And you're you're right about Carrie, Mike. That is like. 1994 Jim Carrey that's the mask, dumb and dumber Ace Ventura Jim Carrey and Ben Schwartz who uh, voices Dewey on the new DuckTales you know, Blue Uh, I think it's his voice, like his voice work as Sonic really lends itself to like you, you, you care about his plight and everything, like the scene where uh, Mar- James Marsden throws him out of the truck and he runs into the Pacific and then runs back and you know he's got like the seaweed and the fish in his hair and he's just glaring at him but that wouldn't work so well as if Ben Schwartz wasn't like putting his all into the voice work
2: yeah I, I mean that's another thing too Sonic has a wonderful cast around it too and people were mad that we didn't get why isn't Jaleel White voicing Sonic, which would have been a nice throwback, but he's Jaleel White. I'm sorry, you're not A list anymore. Um, and oh, you look oh. at who was the other guy who voiced Sonic in the cartoons, not Jaleel White, the other guy.
4: Oh, from Adventure Sonic,
2: yeah. Like, I'm kind of glad know. they went in this different direction again, going for broad appeal. Like I said, this movie, it worked on so many levels. The writing was smart. The movie was never boring. And, I don't know, it just Sonic honestly surprised me, and then throwing in uh, the thing at the end where they talk about the echidnas, and you see um, Tails pop up, and as far as I know, that is Tails proper voice actor. So that's fantastic. That's fan service done right. Whereas Detective Pikachu, they cast Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, which is Okay, that's a little strange, but because people always associate him with with a kind of Deadpool, you can't help but think Deadpool is voicing Pikachu. And that's not that's nothing against Reynolds. He's a fantastic actor. He's a great Pikachu. He really is. It's just I hear Deadpool coming out of Pikachu, whereas when I hear Ben Schwartz's Sonic, that's Sonic to me. I'm I'm not thinking that's not Jaleel White.
4: Well, and I just looked it up here. Adventures of Sonic was Jaleel White as Sonic again.
2: There was another guy, though. Like, Ryan something. Maybe I'm thinking of something yeah, I else. I don't remember this. Yeah. No, the uh, and
4: I love, I, I, I know a lot of people don't like the Marvel-style mid credit scenes like that, like the sequel bait, you know, user results may vary, but I love the Robotnik one where, you know, he, he shaved his head, <laughs> he's got the trademark, like, mustache. mustache. You know, rock Every time I think of that, I... Ch- it and It's Jim Carrey.
3: I'm just a, a tiny bit sad that I had to throw that in into the uh, trailers to yeah. appease the fans a bit. It would have been a nice surprise. And
4: also, do you think they were taking a shot at Super Mario with him being in the mushroom world?
3: Yeah, partly, but also there's uh, the Mushroom Hill Zone, so it's... Yeah. Uh,
1: Sonic and Knuckles.
3: Yeah. By the way, <laughs> I
2: I did just look this up. The voice of Sonic, for most of his kind of video game stuff, is a guy called Roger Craig Smith. Ah. Yeah, like, that's another fantastic actor, but, again, you're gonna piss off somebody with these movies, but Ben Schwartz worked, and I think he enjoyed the role so much that it didn't overshadow things and i think that is the key to a video game movie you can't let your star power overshine things um Mm -hmm. but yeah anyway we should move on to something else actually i want to talk about something else again sorry to dominate this conversation but this movie gets not nearly enough love and i actually have a personal connection to this very early on in my career uh just after mass effect 3 came out i think um, Funimation had put together a direct to video anime movie based on mass effect. And it was called mass effect paragon lost, I think. Um, and it starred, um, Freddie Prinze jr. As his character, James Vega. And it takes place between mass effect two and three. And it talks about, uh, a, a colony that has been kidnapped by the collectors and obviously post-traumatic stress disorder. Terrible things happened to him and how he fought beside this other uh, Krogan who is not Rex or Grunt, but I am Krogan Roar. Um, and the cool thing I liked about it is is it's technically canon because when you play Mass Effect 3, uh, James Vega, Freddie Prinze Jr., references the events of the movie, but I guess they were written as part of his background. But anyway, um, it's a surprisingly good animated feature. I think anyway, I was actually quoted on the box for this and, and, and in some of the press material at the time that was coming out for this movie. Um, and it's just one of the universes that I'm surprised that has not been adapted sooner. I know there has been talk for years of doing something with mass effect and Microsoft, Put all their money into doing the halo television series which evidently i think has resumed production as of this week i know they just cast uh jen taylor as cortana despite having another voice actress come in but whatever um i don't know mass effect paragon loss is a damn good animated feature i think i had a lot of fun with it it was cool seeing the collectors the different weapons and it's a story that it's a side story in mass effect you don't need Commander Shepard to tell a Mass Effect story, and a, and f- at least in the groups I've hung out with, not a lot of people like James Vega or Freddie Prinze Jr. But hearing him in Mass Effect three turned the turned a lot of things around for me. I'm but thinking, oh, it's the asshole from She's All That, and you know all those teen drama movies. But it wasn't until I heard him in this and then I found out he was Kanan Jarus in Star Wars Rebels that I really started to take a look at this guy, realizing he can really, really act when he wants to. And he's got to be a giant nerd to take on all these roles because they're very technical. You're explaining a lot of lore. And I don't know. There's just either he's a really fantastic actor and I just don't know it or he's a giant dork. Um, He's a
4: huge nerd. Like, he wrote for Vince McMahon. Like He was a writer for WWE for a few years.
2: Yeah, like there's just something about this guy that I really appreciate. And I wish more people would talk about the Mass Effect um, anime. Like I would love to see more animated features in that world. If I would ever like to see a Mass Effect movie be made, I think it's more suited for long-form television Because that's a lot of story to fit into two hours, two and a half hours to tell, you know, from Shepard meeting the Reapers, gathering his team, then to go fight Saren and um, whatever the big Reaper is called. I can't remember off the top of my Uh, head. I've never seen this. It's really good.
4: I'll have to track that down. But you, you speak of video game movies and Freddie Prinze Jr. And it... conjures up memories of one of my guiltiest of pleasures i saw this movie in theaters at 1999's wing commander (laughs) i (laughs) i I have never played these games but when i told a friend of mine a very good friend of mine curtis peterson he's a brother to me uh, i told him i love this movie and he said i like this movie too have you ever played the games? And I was like, no. And his look changed. Like all of a sudden he was casting me into the flames of perdition and iniquity. Cause.
3: Oh my I, God. How dare you? Like, the, how did The movie not... has Freddie Prince Jr. And Matthew Lillard. That's half the cast of Scooby-Doo.
4: I know. Right. <laughs> I mean, the only way that film would have been more perfect if Sarah Michelle Gellar had played, uh, was it Saffron Burroughs role, but it, it's, I've never played the games so maybe I don't know if you guys have like is this is the movie in any way representative of the Wing Commander series aside from like the no. main
2: villains being the evil cat people from outer space. I think they're called the Kilrathi and no. Um I saw this movie in theaters on opening day with my friend Jarrett at the time he was a huge Wing Commander nut and I remember him grabbing me by the scruff of my t-shirt going "Mike you don't understand. They fucked it up. You don't fucking get it. They fucked it up. And he got so angry and so mad that he gave me this verbal diatribe that I i, I promise you lasted no less than one hour of every detail they conceivably got wrong. And I remember him yelling about Matthew Lillard endlessly for like a week after. This. Everyone
4: hate on the serial killer. I am sorry. I, I got to put my foot down. Matthew Lillard is a working man's actor, and he does no wrong. I'm not saying all his work is great, but he doesn't deserve the hate that he gets.
3: I'll stand by Matthew Lillard; he's a good guy, <laughs> and also he, he 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 can do lots of nice stuff there as yeah. well when it comes oh, yeah. to acting. But hey, wasn't the Wing Commander movie written by one of the original creators?
4: Oh, I'm looking here. The screenplay and story was done by. Uh, yeah, Kevin Droney and Chris Roberts, who I guess was one of the creators of the original series. And I remember Weird. after this movie came out on the USA Network that had like the aforementioned Street Fighter cartoon and uh, Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm, they had a Wing Commander Academy series that had Mark Hamill voice Maverick to, tie, to try and bring in the hardcore Wing Commander fans. Cause I looked up in like, cause Wing Commander is one of the first games that had, uh, Full motion video cutscenes. So you have like Mark Hamill playing Maverick, Biff from Back to the Futures playing Maniac, and just weird little things like that.
1: Yeah, that was uh that was during that time that he that Mark Hamill really couldn't get any work other than doing voiceovers. He was he was Luke Skywalker and he was the Joker and he had to do something else.
3: Yeah. Hey, I what I do recall, or I think I recall from Wing Commander was that. Uh, the final act of the movie was sort of anticlimactic. I think that we were expecting like a large action scene, and they went like uh, an off-screen retelling of, and then a big battle happened, and we're still here, something like that. I, it, I, I I I barely recall this movie.
4: Yeah, it's something like that, and I remember like the penultimate scene in that in the third act is um, Freddie Friends Jr. is in his like not X-wing fighter trying to like outrun the Kilrathi command ship uh, because they're going to go to sector 001 and blow up Earth and it's like Chekhov's black hole because there is like this black hole he encountered in the beginning of the film and somehow he's able to slingshot his little space plane away from the black hole but because the command ship is this big bitch it gets sucked down and compressed into nothingness within the event horizon Hmm. It's all coming back to me now. God, what have I done?
0: (laughs) We'll be right back. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMidi.com. That's JoinMidi.com.
5: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
5: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As of 6 a.m. this
6: morning, we are formally at war with the Kilrathi
1: In the final battle for Earth... A team
5: of untested pilots... Lieutenant J.G., Christopher Blair...
6: Todd Maniac Marshall. Lieutenant Commander Devereux...
5: ...is our last hope.
6: Did you you just do that to impress me?
5: For survival, prepare for the jump. Wish me luck. Gear up.
6: Battle stations, battle stations.
5: Lock on.
6: Yeah!
5: And strike back. That's not bad. From 20th Century Fox.
6: Get out, get out! Uh, Really? I don't like this guy at all, man.
5: Freddie Prinze Jr., Saffron Burroughs, Matthew Lillard, Jackie Curio. I
6: got two more bogeys coming in hot six o'clock.
5: This year.
0: All right, ladies, let's do it.
5: At the edge of the universe, all hell will break loose. Wing Commander. I love this baby.
3: And
0: now back to the
3: show. Well, we, we didn't get as many space fighter themed uh, video game movies which is weird considering there's so many and actually that the last starfighter i I don't know if it did pretty well but it's a cool film and they're always uh, talking about bringing it back
2: yeah yeah there's supposed to be some kind of a reboot or a sequel in the works but it's hollywood it's going to be in production hell for the next five to ten years what you actually bring up an, an interesting point and i'm surprised this has never happened there was an animated series of this game series, but I'm surprised it's never been made live action because it would so work, but it would be expensive as fuck. Um the Mech Warrior or BattleTech universe. Oh.
4: Yeah, yeah like, I am so
2: surprised because the games were hugely successful on PC. The console ports not so much. But the series came back last year with like MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries. MechWarrior Online has been popular for years. Harebrained Schemes did a Battletech game, which is really, really good. And uh, the uh, company that produces a, uh Catalyst Game Labs, I'm so surprised it has never been licensed out to a big studio. Or if it has, why has there never been any development? Because I'm friends with a guy who writes on that line for the RPG line um Aaron uh Paulier, and when I talk with him about it I always get the idea it's Game of Thrones in space but with mechs. Like
3: how is this not translated? <laughs> that that's the greatest elevator pitch ever. <laughs>
1: I wonder or if maybe it's uh Harmony Gold giving them a hard I time. Was, I was just gonna say that
4: because yeah. that that's an episode in and of itself.
3: Yeah I was going to say the same as well. It's also the budget, of course. Uh, we don't get as many decent, um, mech movies as well. Wasn't there a sort of mech warrior live action TV series as well? I remember seeing something in the vein of that, not just a cartoon. It wasn't ex- explicitly a mech warrior thing, but it was like something where you, they had mechs and it was a sci-fi thingy. There was uh, robot
2: jocks, if that's what you're thinking of.
3: No, robot jocks had practical effects. It's a great movie; I love it. Uh, but this was a TV series. It was uh, low budget. It had CGI. That's all I can master at the moment. But still, let's let's try to get back on track on the on the films thing. Which again, <laughs> it's uh, it's weird. Again, which movies get picked? Uh, which games get picked to be movies? Because yeah. many times it's like you, you're expecting something with a lot of lore behind it. Because it's like you need a story to tell about something, and people who have who are hooked to characters and stuff. If we respect the things that people like, people would be okay with that, or yeah, at true. least you know follow along because it sort of worked before, and that's when people start making big changes. To things with established lord, which is weird because it's not like I don't know Galaga, the movie. It's uh, an alien invasion. You have to fight it with uh, spaceships and you know dogfights in space. You can make up any character you want. You can put any actor you want in it because there's no real characters behind it. It's, there's you, you you have a blank slate, but and a recognizable brand. But then you sort of go like, yeah, let's go with. Uh, Tomb Raider Lara Croft it has all this very specific lore that people want to see made and then we go and fuck it up and change it up
1: are you talking about the 2001 movie or the 2018 the first one wasn't so bad the second one kind of sucked
3: yeah you know what I the first movie I loved the first like five minutes when she's fighting the robot because that was like visually what I always saw in the game except for the robot itself. Uh, it, but that, that's how I felt the movie needed to be, like this intense acrobatic action film. And then, you know, they sort of dropped the ball. The, the second is weirder, of course. And then there's the reboot, maybe? I haven't seen it yet. It's Which not to, bad. They try to, like, find a middle ground between the two lores, right?
2: Kind of. I mean, it's a pretty good representation of what the reboot series feels like. I mean, I don't remember a lot about the reboot, which I think is its weakest thing. I mean, the, the actress who plays Laura is fantastic. The problem is the movie itself is not very memorable, which is really unfortunate because the two meter reboot games are amazing. Hands yeah. down. Some of the best of the PS three and uh, Xbox one and PS four eras. Um I'm, and I'm fairly
4: certain I've seen that reboot movie, but the only thing I remember of it was the villain was played by Walton Goggins, and that's almost a raw Julia-esque effect in the or point in the movie's favor, I think.
2: Sorry to completely cut you off there, Mike. I was just about to say, like, the Tomb Raider movies, I mean, I liked Angelina. Jolie's Tomb Raider movies, but they were so over the top. Like they are so two thousands. They've got frosted tips and Jenko jeans, um, <laughs> but, but they weren't Tomb Raider. I'd say the most memorable thing to come out of those movies was Angelina Jolie was a wonderful aircraft, but there is, is an amazing U two song. They gave an exclusive remix of Elevation, which you could only get on the soundtrack. Of that movie, and I remember really liking U two song. Yeah, it's really really good. If you go onto YouTube, type in "U two Elevation Tomb Raider," you get a really cool version of that song, and it sounds more energetic, it's more upbeat, and that's what turned me on to U two. Was the Tomb Raider movie? Um, so I remember the music video for that. They cut in the edge
4: from U two into like scenes of the movie and tried to have like this little narrative where. He's working with, or you know, he's involved with the shenanigans of Lara Croft, and they kind of do it like how they put the DS9 crew into trouble with tribbles, like that whole Forrest Dump. gump effect. Yeah, I recall it. That's yeah, I love this movie. This is one of the ones, uh, I would argue this and the first two Resident Evil movies. I know a lot of people give these movies hate. <laughs> but this movie and like i said the first two RE movies like they kind of cherry pick iconic elements from the games which gives them a few more points in their favor for me like the first resident evil movie i mean it starts off in the mansion and you've got zombies and the liquor and you know the train and all that but i mean resident evil 2 i think is probably my favorite cuz it's the one that it is the most video game accurate movie in the series and i kind of ignore every movie after that (laughs) because whatever the fuck i
1: think i know why they do stuff like that
3: you do well if you want to see a movie that really fucks up its lore i shouldn't have said tomb raider it should have been king of fighters you do know there's a king of fighters movie right yeah
4: well thank (laughs) you for undoing years of therapy
3: pablo
2: I'm trying to remember the King of Fighters movie. Was that the animated? No,
3: no. Uh, no, if only there's a live action King of Fighters movie where the, uh, where out the out tournament is done like in a virtual in, in a virtual realm tournament. And you know who got who they got to play Rogel? Yeah, they you know
4: they put Bluetooth earbuds in and it somehow like transports their mind to this like other realm. Uh the the biggest things I remember it has a William Lee is in there a Maggie Q's in there, and then that uh, whatever his name was that was in Never Back Down, like the not Daniel Larusso from that movie. He
3: was like the... Kyo Kusanagi, yeah. Which even the characters in the movie go like, "Hey, you, you, you do tell this guy ain't Japanese, right?" Yeah. <laughs> which but, in the flashbacks is Japanese yeah. because apparently there is a thing with Asian people that they're born Asian and then they go Caucasian. Uh, it's it's weird Uh, because I saw this in the in the Street Fighter Legends Chun-Li movie as well Christine Crook is (laughs) Chun-Li and but in the flashbacks it was a young Chinese girl sorry I
4: really hate that movie
3: (laughs) yeah well the King of Fires movie you know who plays Rugal Darth Maul Ray Ray Park is Rugal and he's acting more like a Freddy Krueger clone, you know. He dons weird, funny outfits and kills in slapstick ways. Is he having trouble making rent? Why is he in this? I yeah. don't know, but you, oh, oh, and also Terry Bogart is a is an FBI or CIA agent that steals the hat from a, a homeless person. <laughs> That's how he what? got the fucking theory at. Yeah, it's it's a terrible, terrible, terrible movie.
2: Because I know... Terrible. Because I know when I want to think fashion, I steal my clothes off of the homeless.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: John Ferris, that's the guy's name.
3: He plays Keo. And again, it's like a a, a virtual homeless guy. Because again, they're fighting in a virtual reality realm. It's... <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It, it it's the whole one
2: time. <laughs>
3: okay,
4: I'm gonna bring it back. You know, we're gonna redeem uh, the SNK movies here, and I want to talk about Fatal Fury the movie.
3: Yeah, I love that movie. I've seen that movie twenty times. Okay. One in entirely stop motion, frame by frame.
4: Yeah, and I, I just right off the top, I don't care what anyone says. The uh, and I've only ever seen the English dub. I fucking love the title song, Oh Angel, sung by a Canadian by the name oh, of Warren
3: Stad. Oh, 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 Angel. That's on the level yeah, of yeah. Uh, Glory of
4: see. Love from Karate Kid 2 for me. Like, you cannot tell me that's not a great song. But that movie, <laughs> like, I loved playing, like, you, know, the original, like, side scrolling and being, like, King of Fighters and, you know, Fatal Fury because you were talking earlier Pablo like there's no story like I didn't know there was any sort of story in the video games but I love the anime as fuck aesthetic like Terry and his brother they're they gotta fight Geese Howard but then there's this guy and his sister and they're probably doing it because it's heavily implied like Scarlet Witch Quicksilver vibes on these oh and there's
3: this, the something the myth- about this movie it's actually Hellboy 2 Hellboy 2 is basically a remake of Fatal Fury, the motion picture. We have this uh, super-powered cast of weird people uh, that get uh, involved in a sibling fight uh, over ancient relics that will ca- bring the end of the world, and they both get hurt at the same time. They they have this weird mystical link between them, and also they kidnap the the princess, the sister... While they're drunk, uh, it's, it's a it's a bit by bit exact copy, and I don't know why no one ever talks about it, but it's the same movie as Fatal Fury motion picture Hellboy 2. I had
4: no idea except Toro was a huge Fatal Fury fan,
3: <laughs> maybe he was. I don't know. It's, yeah. I, I'm amazed.
4: I just love this, and this is like one of those one like the one of the weird things, uh, because there's another movie, I, I think it's based on a video, but it might just be an anime, but Voltage Fighter. Gaukaiser. Kaiser. Oh, oh, it's a,
3: It was a, like a sort of collaboration thing. It, it's two OVAS, uh, but the the character designer for the animation and the video game are the same person. So maybe it was like a full multimedia spread package. I could never
1: finish that anime. I,
4: I'm just wondering what his predilection was—the designer for putting all the dudes in the thin strap chainmail armor that you would traditionally see on a Frank Frazetta Red Sonia painting.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: like, it looks like they're wearing like a eight, eight, early '90s stripper outfits, like the main villain in the Fatal Fury movie, and it's like it just gives him more and more powerful until Terry knocks him the fuck out, and these coins pop out of the armor, and it brings this statue of Mars, god of war, to life, and I think my brain just died on me. Like, these coins pop out, like the main villain, like Laocorn, or
3: Yeah, Laocorn Gaudemus.
4: Yeah. Like, yeah, and uh, like, Terry punches him, like he gives him the, was it the burning knuckle? And, and he pops him in the breastplate and these coins pop out of the armor, and it gets absorbed into this statue of Mars, and it comes to life, and now he's going to end the world, and then Laocorn and Terry team up to, like, kill him, and
3: yeah it's it's epic as fuck uh the 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 animation director is masami ovari i love his style of directing designing and everything and it's the most epic anime movie in general maybe (laughs) it's 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 so dynamic all the action scenes are like over 11.
4: like the the whole thing at the end where and, and, and again it's one of those the end question mark endings where terry walks off from his friends throws his hat into the air like he's graduating. It freezes on that shot and O Angel starts playing.
3: Yeah, it's a great cover. Um, Again, it's epic. Um, yeah. Very unlikely. I, I, I still don't understand how we didn't get that with King of Fighters. There are some uh, CGI animated movies and some OBAs but we never got, you know, like the whole Orochi saga.
4: I know I said death to Ui Ball at the top of the show, but I have, again, I love defending bad movies. I love live for the guilty pleasures of life. And I have a huge guilty pleasure in the film House of the Dead. Uh, may or may not have to do entirely with that Asian chick who's wearing the American flag outfit and she's like high kicking zombies to death but also the fact that this was like one of the first zombie shooter arcade games that I ever got to play, like the old school stand-up consoles where you got like this gun from like Magnum enforcers from Sega.
2: They just keep reusing that mold. And house of the dead indirectly is one of the, is one of the video games and movies that made me a gun nut. Um, <laughs> and this is why I remember they had this in a local bowling alley or somewhere. And I would double wield these guns. I would do, I would akimbo the guns in House of the Dead. And I remember looking like, yep, I'm this 300 pound fat ass looking like fucking John Woo out here killing zombies. And it was the most ridiculous thing ever. And this movie also holds a special place in my heart if you're a Smallville fan, because you see Lois Lane's boobies. God, I sound like
3: a creep. <laughs> I, I just bought the movie on DVD uh, on another uh, sale uh, around my uh, neighborhood.
2: i uh, That
4: took me a moment to process, Mike. Uh, Erica Durance is topless in this movie. Yes, she
2: is. Dear God, <laughs> how could I forget that? My God, I sound like such a creep. But yeah, I'm sorry. It was like, oh, my God, that's Lois Lane. Cool. Yes. Is this I, the movie
1: where they mix in parts of the game into the yes, movie? Yes. Mix- oh, my God. In-
3: uh, oh, I, it has. I, I saw it with a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine that's no longer with me. So that that reminds me uh, of a lot of fun times because we laugh so hard at the moment where there's this guy perfecting this immortality serum or something, and they go like, "Why do you want to be immortal?" And he goes like, "To live forever." <laughs> I'm like he has Break a point.
2: A screenwriter got paid for that moment. Yes!
3: I I, 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 I don't see any problems with logic in here. <laughs> it sounds perfectly reasonable.
2: So you're asking for
4: logic in an Ui ball movie?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. You know, just having this conversation is reminding me that that there's a DOA movie and a Tekken movie. Oh, my God. We're going oh, deep I
3: have the here. DOA movie on DVD. It's actually... Uh, Light light-hearted fun, uh, it's it's of course it it's of course deviates from the original and has lots of issues like saying no, you're now a shinobi, which is like a runaway ninja. It's like no, shinobi is a shinobi. It's a nin- ninja. It's-,
4: there, there's something... it's another word
3: for ninja. It's not like a special different ninja or anything. Uh, oh, Ayana is a it's a Caucasian purple-haired woman here as well. But still, it's a a stupid movie. It's a stupid, simple, fan movie.
4: I love that movie. I really do. There are two magical moments in that movie. One is every moment Kevin Nash is on screen as not Hulk Hogan. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, And and the fact that he's playing Jamie Presley's dad, or, like, yeah, he's playing Jamie Presley's character's dad, and, like, that scene where she comes out of the water in the American flag bikini on that boat, and I'm just like... Okay, Mike, now I'm being the pervy old fart, but, you know, it's how we do. Uh, And then within five minutes of her laying down to get some sun, pirates attack, and they're led by Lou
2: fucking Kang. (laughs) I forgot about that. Robin Show randomly shows up as, like, a pirate.
4: Yeah, and he's looking all kind of, like, leather-tanned and, like, kind of cracked out, and he just gets, like, beat the... Like, she, like, almost... It's practically a flash kick, and she kicks his ass off the boat. That was like, Luke Kang fell on hard times, yo.
3: <laughs> well, we want to talk about Liu Kang in hard times? There's actually another video game movie that we never almost make the connection, which is Dead Race.
2: I knew you were going to bring that up as Nine Mile, yeah.
3: Yeah, it has Robin Show showing up as another, you know, racer, gangster in there. And they actually have, like, be directed video uh, sequels that are actually decent for what they are uh and again death race 2000 or 3000 or whatever is it's just you know it was again like the galaga game like you have no other lore other than you have a car that kills people in a race <laughs> so uh you can do anything with that and yeah. well they they did movies with that and if you're into action movies uh, especially sort of post-apocalyptic race car action movies
0: they're good we'll be right back with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere
2: And now back to the show. There's another connection between Mortal Kombat and another video game franchise. And I didn't know this uh, until years later. And I think the actor who plays Johnny Cage in the first Mortal Kombat movie, Lyndon Ashby, he shows up in Resident Evil. I think it is Extinction. Third one where he plays like a sniper. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the cowboy hat. He climbs up to the top
4: of the uh, Eiffel Tower that's in Vegas and just starts picking off zombies.
2: I'm about to say i'm glad you're working johnny cage but resident evil really and, and just, <laughs> just to bring it back to doa for a moment now
4: we all know that started as a fighting game but the time this game came out it didn't the the branding was a little off because the only doa game people knew of at the time was doa beach volleyball which was known of course for its excellent jiggle physics
2: yeah the the fact that somebody went to school somebody got a computer science degree in game programming or whatever the hell you have to do yep my career is reduced to boob physics congratulations mom and dad i hope you're proud
4: no again what is the doa came out in the same one year after one of again guilty pleasure video game movie doom yes and I don't care what anyone says. That
2: movie is worth it alone for the first person sequence. Plus, The Rock, who's evil because he has the evil gene, you know.
3: Simper motherfucker. <laughs>
2: God, I hate it. I, like, why couldn't he at least have grown
4: horn? Like, sure, you get like the the Klingon style face bumps when he finally goes like he embraces his inner evil. Couldn't he have grown like horns so we could have got at least made the argument he was the Hell Knight?
2: We fall. Um... I was happy they took some monster designs. I mean, I was a little disappointed they did Doom 3, but the imps were cool looking. The uh the pinky whatever the fuck they were called, um oh, the
4: dude in the wheelchair.
2: Yeah. Like I was surprised how well Doom was and that again, my first Carl Urban movie and then Doom was my second and I was or not Do- uh dread No wait, he did Star Trek before that because that was two thousand nine. Dread was two thousand twelve, but yeah, like that's a like he like that movie's honestly a lot of fun. You got to turn your brain off for it, but it's a lot of fun. I felt like there's
4: two deaths in there. There's like a Portman who's like that. I can't. I don't know the actor's name. He played Joe Chill in the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, uh, where where he gets taken out in the bathroom. It was like. I'm just sitting there smiling the whole time because that guy was a sack of shit. But when Duke got taken out, I was legit upset because I wanted the brother to survive this movie. And I forgot the first rule of horror movies. The black guy never survives. <laughs> Please tell me no one has seen the, uh, doom annihilation director video movie.
3: I haven't seen it but Yeah, but
2: I'm curious.
3: And I also know about, uh, a movie called sort of like, uh, Necromancer or Electromancer or something like that, uh, that is a, a better Doom movie than Annihilation. Uh, and it's an yeah. independent film. Uh, I have to look it up, but still.
4: I do have to say with Doom, I love it. Like when the when The Rock, you know, it, it's like the game, like, you have to go and find, like, key cards or, like, this dude's severed hand to get into the gun vault, and he finds the BFG, like, the Bioforce gun, but he calls it by its proper name, the Big, Big Fucking Gun. Fucking gun. Yes. Did you guys uh, ever see the Daily Show where The Rock comes on to promote the movie, and he walks in carrying the BFG prop? No. And no! No! No, he did. He he goes in for the interview. He's in, like, he's got a nice, like, some, not really a suit, but, you know, he's dressed well, because it's The Rock, and he likes the style and profile, and he comes in with the BFG prop, and Stewart, John Stewart, tries to lift it, and he can't, and The Rock's lifting this thing like it's a can of goddamn beer, because it's The
2: Rock. Wasn't (laughs) somewhere, JT, you might know this. Isn't there a story floating around that he ended up with that prop and he took it home? I think he
4: did take it home, but I don't know if it was like, hey guys, do you mind if I take this? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, Dwayne, go hard. Or he's just like, I'm taking this home. And everyone's like, yeah, uh huh, sure, go right ahead, sir. Yeah,
2: okay, Mr. Rock, please don't give us the rock bottom.
4: I mean, it's kind of like that sort of thing. I'm always wondering if, like, how much trouble do the stars really get in? Because I've read of how, like, Chris Hemsworth has stolen, like, I think at this point he's got, like, five or six... Uh, Mjolnirs or something? Or yeah, something. like, he he's stolen, like, one of the Thor suits. He's got, like, six hammers. I think Chris Evans, in addition to the shield that the studio gifted him, he stole one off the set because he is a cheeky <laughs> Uh Now, you know, we talked about Doom. Now we got to talk about the other movie that's Double D, Double Dragon.
3: Oh, I I actually like Double Dragon. In a weird way. <laughs> See, Especially because I, I sort of have to thank them for getting me the Double Dragon Neo Geo game. Yeah. Uh, it's a good fighting game. But.
4: Yeah, I never played the video game series until after I saw this movie. And so I didn't know anything about the story. It's like, okay, it's these two brother martial artists, one of whom knows martial arts and the other one is Scott Wolf. Uh, and the whole. Mis- <laughs> like, I don't care what anyone. Mike
3: Dacascos is the other one.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't care what anyone says. I loved him on that Crow TV show. That was great. Yeah. The best part of this movie is watching Robert Patrick play Kogashuko, the main villain, with his like and play style hair with the bleach blonde top. And he's just like, he is chewing every inch of scenery every time he's on screen. Like There is no way he didn't... I don't care if he, He's like, yeah, sure, I got paid, but I had fun making this thing.
3: Oh, like, you could tell. You could definitely tell.
4: Now, I, I've actually had arguments with friends about this big surprise that I have arguments with people. Uh, I do not... The only reason I don't like Alyssa Milano's character in this movie is she's got the pixie haircut. I like who's-the-boss, long, flowing... Blocks Alyssa Milano. That that's that's the only negative thing I have to say about her in this movie. And she
3: wears the wig in the movie. She she sort of had the pixie cat hidden uh, yeah. when she's with her family.
4: She's so like, weird. The, was it the Power Core, like this eco terrorist street gang or something?
3: Oh, uh, I th- I'm I'm not sure which affected which, but the movie and the cartoon series for Double Dragon have this whole mystic Double Dragon twin powers activate thing uh, that I don't know where, where did it originate? If it was in the cartoon series or in the movie or because it definitely wasn't in the video games.
4: Yeah, no, I think that the whole mystic thing with the movie and in that animated series, which has one of the most nineties AF theme songs ever. Mm -hmm. uh, Imagine He-Man by way of enter the dragon and you're pretty much there. Yeah. Uh, they, they never really had mysticism play into any of the Double Dragon games because I went hard into the franchise after this movie.
3: Wait, Double Dragon 3 the Rosetta Stones for NES had mysticism but never uh on their side. It's yeah. like they fought mystic things in that game, but they didn't. They, they weren't mystically powerful.
4: <laughs> yeah, like it, it's really only in this movie like the the whole interlocking medallion which you know if they ever sold that online as a prop i would like to own it because like i have this is one of those movies that again there's not a lot from the games in here other than billy and jimmy
3: lee
2: and uh what was the name a bobo shows up come on yeah Abobo, god
3: they they did a very literal interpretation of a bobo we have yeah, to too be
4: the first time I've ever seen torture on film. Like, they're force-feeding him spinach like he's goddamn Popeye. <laughs> and then he just has, like, horrible gas later.
3: Oh, uh, again, this movie also has a game inside that movie. Uh, they actually break the Double Dragon arcade cabinet... <laughs> While they're fighting in the final scene.
2: That's a little meta. Another movie that I think deserves a little bit of mention, just because nobody talks about it. I think it flew under the radar because people didn't realize it was a video game movie. Yet it is. Does anybody here remember Rampage?
3: Oh, I love that movie. And yes, people always forget about it. I love it. I, I it, it came on a very special time in my life as well, because uh, I I just had lost my dog. So suddenly this whole man and his pet ape that turns into giant and is risking his life. It's sort of like it, it, it felt close to home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I, uh, I remember
4: that movie so well, Mike.
3: They had many details from the game as well. And yeah. again, Rampage is another film uh, based on a movie on a video game that has a lot of uh, freedom when it comes to the lore. It's what? What's Rampage about? Giant monsters tearing down buildings. Okay.
1: You know the funny thing <laughs> about these movies, you know, Rampage, Resident Evil, and, uh, and Double Dragon. I think the reason why they go so far into left field with these is because if you if you really break these down, these games are kind of they, they they're kind of derivative of like properties that were already movies. Like if you look at Double Dragon, it's kind of the Warriors. If you look at Resident Evil, it's kind of. Uh, it's 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 kind of your typical zombie movie, and yeah. uh, you well, know, rampages of course, King Kong and Godzilla. Yeah. So they have to they have to kind of alter it to make it not not like a pre existing property.
3: Well, speaking of that, uh, I, only this year I found out. Uh, I mean, I, I did know about it, but I, only this year I got to see Streets of Fire which it's so weird seeing a movie that basically it's like the only American movie that Japanese developers ever saw and decided that every, any game situated in America had to be based on that movie together with the warriors. Uh, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> and I love the soundtrack.
1: Japan had a whole, uh, had a whole thing about that. Like they, for like video games and anime and, uh, and anime movies, they would just, they would like take a little bit of like uh blade runner and a little bit of, uh, the Terminator and like um, Alien, and they would just like mash it all together. And like you, you see like you see like Alien and, and the Terminator show up in all sorts of shit uh, back right. in the eighties.
4: I mean, you look at the box art for the original Contra game; it was basically supposed to be
3: yeah, exactly alone versus the Xenomorph. No, uh, well, I'm amazed we didn't get a Contra movie. Well, we that's did. the it thing. All- Given that all the games much, were yeah. based on American eighties uh, film properties. Uh, I always kept like working before there were video game movies. I was trying to pretend that there were video game movies. So every time I would watch like Bloodsport, it was like, oh, yeah, this is Johnny Cage. This is the Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, or I, I get to see another movie that sort of uh, eventually uh, devolved into a video game series. To me, that was like the real movie.
4: Rampage was fun. Uh, I was really sad when Joe Joe died. Like he had like maybe ten minutes of screen time, and I thought he was gonna make it. And like, nah, he he gets eaten by uh, Ralph. Uh, but to really sum up video game movies, we have to look at what I and it can be argued that uh, the best video game movie of all time. I know some people say it's the Silent Hill movie. I contend to this day that the best video
2: game movie is the
4: original Mortal Kombat
2: i absolutely agree see i'm weird i don't like either of the silent hill movies i really don't um and they're well shot they look great i guess they're faithful but they didn't jive with me mortal Kombat, yeah took some liberties especially with scorpion and sub-zero um deadliest enemies but slaves under slaves under under my power yeah like and christopher lambert as raiden my god perfect even though he's not chinese but who cares um it, it's great and they could not have cast shang song any better robin show to me that guy was my hero for
4: years and when he showed like, up in like beverly hills ninja
2: i was like luke kang
3: yeah oh, same here
4: <laughs> you know no the best thing about this movie uh unlike street Fighter, like street fighter you got a few of the in-game moves like you got that really weak sauce uh, Hadoken, okay. the Shoryuken, and the Whirlwind Kick because I cannot pronounce its proper name without insulting mm-hmm. the Asian people. But Mortal Kombat, like you, you got the Shadow Kick, you got the Bicycle Kick, you get the late the legs neck snap from Sonya. Uh, you get the the oddly, I love Scorpion Spear. Like it's not the you know Kunai and a chain from the game, but I really dug what they did with it. Liu Kang with his fireball to finish uh, Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. I can actually say his name. Shang Tsung. Like that whole final battle in Outworld. I loved it. And the theme song. Like Mortal Kombat didn't really have any notable. Like, I don't think it cemented its legacy in pop culture until the Immortals uh, combat track came with this movie.
1: Hmm. You know say that song is like the de facto Mortal Kombat theme.
4: Yeah. I mean it's like Street Street Fighter, what did they what did that movie have? You have that MC Hammer, uh Deion Sanders music video.
1: I think what makes Mortal Kombat work so well is just that like like a like a kind of what I was saying earlier, uh this movie or this this game series is almost kind of based on movies that have already existed. So with it's Mortal entire- Kombat you kind of have like a throwback to all the old martial arts films. Well, so, drag. Yeah, so just putting it putting that idea right back into a movie, it works. Mm-hmm. So and anyway, the, the tree on the world. Oh god, yeah, that was awesome. Who was that uh oh, who's the guy? Stan Winston?
4: I think somebody from the studio worked on that, but yeah, no, just that uh the promos, like the poster, like nothing in the world can can, can prepare you uh again Shang Sung like the best interpretation he was so good as Shang Sung they brought him back for the Mortal Kombat Legacy web series like 20 years later
1: he also doing the games i he's they,
4: yeah, no, they he's brought like him back in 9 or, i think it was not no they brought him back in 10 yeah so so
1: he's he's got a career just being Shang Sung
4: he's got it sung up eh eh <laughs>
1: But anyway, I think that just about does it. We mentioned everything except for like the Mario movie, which it didn't happen. can <laughs> I
3: have every action figure?
1: That, there, that movie wow. has some fans. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. It even has a web comic.
2: I actually considered doing my first cosplay when I was doing more convention appearances as Super Mario Brothers Mario, just because I thought it would be weird and kind of funny honestly but i remember seeing that movie in theaters and again my wonderful father took me to go uh, see that movie i came home made sure it was the middle of the afternoon so nobody was home everybody's at work screaming in the backyard i was so bad like how do you fuck this up i mean how I, i remember as a
4: child and seriously saying this to myself i felt a piece of my soul die watching that movie
1: Oh, we're going to end on a sad note. But anyway, I think we're wrapping up right now. Yeah. We, we can keep going, but uh, I think <laughs> some of us have to leave. Yeah, but uh, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is Neil for uh, The Gaming Hipster at RavingHipster.com. It's a Patreon supported show. $2 a month gets you every episode of The Gaming Hipster, plus uh, after shows, plus there are movie topic shows and movie commentaries that I've been doing for years. Uh you can get all of that, two dollars a month. Download all you want, cancel anytime. Uh I don't care as long as you're listening. I don't mind. Um let's uh say goodbye to our guests. Uh I want you all to uh say who you are and uh plug your stuff. Go ahead. Uh starting with uh Mike.
2: Of course, uh, you can follow me at uh, This Week in Geek on Twitter or my personal Twitter, which is at Birdman You can find shows weekly and all the time at thisweekingeek.net. And, Mr. Neil, before we leave your show, yes. I have to ask you but one question I'm sure the fans are dying to know. If I sign up for your Patreon, do you promise to send me nudes? Uh, I,
1: I cannot guarantee
2: i wanted only fans for this podcast. i don't have an only,
1: you don't want me on an only only fans uh, and jt uh, yeah, i am jT from saskatoon uh, you look up on all
4: the major social medias you'll find just like jt from saskatoon all one word you can also catch me uh weekly bi-weekly on the comic connoisseurs with neil's uh compo- for uh, animation aficionado compadre ben the Host. I'm also recently become a member of the twig family. I mean, uh Birdman do the Sunday funnies comic reviews show, uh, once a month, trying to keep to something of a publishing schedule. And one of these days I'll actually get off my ass and start my own show again. So please don't
1: hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Pablo Prano. Why don't you tell everyone what you're up to?
3: Um, well, uh you can find me as Optimus Prino on YouTube, uh DeviantArt, Instagram and well, pretty much anything else. Uh and I'm, you know, uh I have a small uh, indie comics company called Powah Comics. You can find us P O W A H Comics and also, you know, uh, independent films and animation and i'm helping out in uh upcoming secret animation project and that's all i can say for now
1: <laughs> so anyway that's uh that's it for this week's episode this will be the christmas episode by the way i had like one extra episode that i had to do uh, this past week and i did an interview with uh mike james of uh retro gaming roundup talking about the coleco chameleon which is oh, really sweet. fun so that should be out uh late november but uh Thank you again for listening, and uh, we're signing out. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.
2: See ya. Send nudes. <laughs>
6: I just received new orders. Our superiors say the war is canceled. We can all go home. Bison is getting paid off for his crimes. And our friends who have died here will have died for nothing. But we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideals like peace, freedom, and justice They get packed up. But we cannot go home. Well, I'm not going home. I'm gonna get on my boat, and I'm going up river, and I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is gonna feel it. No, who wants to go home? And who wants to go with me?
1: Yeah! Produced at Dosage Q.
5: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
5: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.